For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. It's a story of men fighting for something against insurmountable odds. I'm not a doctor. Murder! It's fantastic. It's something that's changed the world. It's totally American. It takes you back to your childhood and makes your tummy just feel oh, so good. I am the old man of the group. I am uh, the person that is most mature, and I am the only adult in this room, and it's it's debate my take. Welcome back, folks. Welcome back. We're two men with great hair, great personalities, and great takes. Go toe to toe, debating my take with my foe, my friend, my rival, my brother, Cody Lashney. Welcome back to another episode a debate my take. Tony Dunn, today I'm channeling my inner judge duty. And I'm going to tell you to get a job doing something that you're better at than debating me on debate my take. How about that, Tony Dunn? We're back for another one. The haymakers. I'm Always throws the haymakers right out the you gate. You know it. I'm ready, brother. Tonight for debate my take, we have a nice lineup of questions for the people, for these Panther fans. And ain't nothing to it but to do it. So let's roll, Tony Dunn. When we're talking about free agency, if we have to keep one of these three players, who are you picking? Jermaine Carter Jr., Daquan Jones, or Frankie Louvu? And you better not steal my answer. Daquan Jones. That's my guy right here. This is the guy I think that the Panthers should sign can sign and need to sign and why i believe this is you're gonna people are gonna give me cool names they're gonna be like what about that big snack what about that guy big snack what's his name tell me his name yeah look they're gonna be like oh my man was on the come up before he got the injury that's what they're gonna tell you they're gonna give you another name like uh, a year ago one year ago we had this same ass conversation. We could have had this same conversation. People were like, Bravion Roy. I would have been that person. I would have been like, oh man, late round pick, flashing young, kind of interior. We need interior help. You don't get in, you can find good value in the late rounds on interior help. I tell you this is that all of that is projection, homie. 
all of that is us wanting something to work. But this guy, this big mamma jamma right here, was probably the best defensive lineman, the most consistent all season in a way, or at least of the two defensive tackles. Let me put it that way. Let me put it that way. Is that, look, is that if you go look at his pro football fo- uh, pro football focus stats, he's right there beside Derek Brown. They're kind of neck and neck. You know, look, this was a good acquisition, $4 million, 30 years old. He's not that old, and he was available and pretty good. The problem with this defensive front was not in the interior. It was with the edges and the run. That's it. And it's not even a problem. It's like barely a problem. It's a good problem to have. It's like, uh, I I won't give you an analogy. I would just say this is putting too much money, too much hope in a rookie's hands to continue and hold the job for a year is too much. I want big snacks to step up and be a delight. I want Bravion Roy and these guys to be wonderful. But isn't it nice to have a veteran to help them do that? Consistently available. Give me Daquan Jones. It is nice, Tony Dunn. But as you mentioned in your argument, we do have other younger players behind Daquan Jones. Now, on the flip side of that, there are two linebackers on this image in front of us. Jermaine Carter Jr. has been here since 2018, and I'm not here to trash on the man. He's been a good ball player, but he has never blown our considerably luscious hair back, Tony Dunn. True. True. Like if, if this is a good hair choice right here. Only oh, one man. man wins. And Frankie Louvu has a wonderful head of hair himself, man. Look, Frankie Louvu played like a heat-seeking missile for the 2021 Carolina Panthers on a team that was honestly just so depressing and disappointing. Frankie Louvu was one of the bright spots. He is an aggressive downhill thumper, and he has that prototypical linebacker size at six foot three, 240 pounds. This man is a monster. He has very quickly become a fan favorite. And at a day and age when we are still trying to build the linebacking core that the Panthers once had in a Luke Kickley, a Thomas Davis, and Shaq Thompson, Frankie Louvu goes a much longer way in building that kind of linebacker core than Jermaine Carter does. And I'm sorry, but I want Frankie Louvu on this football team, Tony. The answer is Frankie Louvu. Your Honor, can we approach the bench for a, con- a, con- a conference? Uh, this is one if that the, the jury doesn't get to hear this conference, right? Because like this is excluded from the jury. We just presented our cases, sir, about the person that we believe should be on the team. Can we agree or can we get the judge's opinion on who shouldn't be? Who shouldn't be? Yeah, and I think this is, I'm kind of, look, I'm a big Jermaine Carter Jr. fan, as in, I like his attitude. This dude's a scrapper. He's fighting, trying to make the team. But for us going forward, your honor, my opponent, I think this is, I think Frankie Louvu is probably going to be most reasonable when it comes to the cost. Daquan Jones has a potential veteran presence, which so my argument, you know what I'm saying? Like, is this, is Jermaine Carter Jr. the odd man out though? 
like my opponent like we're counseling here the jury can't hear this i would say so jermaine carter jr like i said he's had his opportunity and he's a good football he's player. good he wants the bag a little bit though. but he is and not, not the bag. Like, he's gonna, yeah he, yeah, wants, he wants to get paid and he should he should and that might be an extra million dollars but i'm just saying yeah i agree i agree yeah, look i'm I, rooting for him but I don't think we can invent, we can pay him what he wants and we can use him how he thinks he should be used. Especially when we have so many other needs and quite frankly, he's undersized and not quite as athletic as you would want in your traditional Mike linebacker role and position. That'll be a fun one to watch going forward, Tony Dunn. But the conversations as of late have been around the Panthers' new hire at offensive coordinator, Ben McAdoo. McAdoo, McAdoo. To say what it is, he's our offensive coordinator. And the question that I wanted to pose is, is it possible that Ben McAdoo could help with our talent evaluation process? While the Panthers still don't have a franchise quarterback, Ben McAdoo very famously had some, at the time, controversial takes on his quarterback rankings. But Tony, those are looking better and better every single day that goes by. I'm wondering if McAdoo could potentially help the Panthers with their noted issues evaluating talent on their own football team and through the draft. Does McAdoo help? He can't hurt. He can't hurt. This, uh, like, when we're looking at this, people that are telling us that Matt Rule needs more time, this and that, is like, I'm to the point of this, is I'm not even trying to throw stones at Matt Rule. Like, I mean, I, I got a bunch of stones over here to throw. Like, I got a whole bag of rocks to throw at this motherfucker. What I want is him to give me a reason why I shouldn't throw these rocks at him. I'm begging anybody. Tell me the reason. Tell me the reason this person should not be stoned. So how can McAdoo hurt? Jesus Christ. That's what you I'm going to say. That's yeah. all I got is this. Is like I feel like this is like uh, if we put Cody Lashney up there on that slide and we said, could Ben McAd- could Cody Lashney help with Carolina Carolina's talent eva- evaluation Without problem? I'm going to say the same fucking thing. I'm going to say this. is You know what? Can't hurt. <laughs> yeah. Can not hurt. No. So it's cool. It's nice to hear McAdoo said these things. Who cares if they're true or not to me? Is this is like I'm to the point where Matt Rule says, "Hey, um, I love Applebee's." I'm gonna be like, you know what? Actually, I know Applebee's sucks. Applebee's does suck. It's terrible. It does. I bet you it Matt does. Rule. Li- I bet you Matt Rule likes Applebee's. I Matt, Matt Rule and his family go to Applebee's after That's every my- football game every Sunday. My answer. And I don't. I don't. I don't know. Can't that's help, true. bro. He can't help. I, mean, I don't know that hurt. that's true. Me, can't hurt. I don't know that that's true, but I'm starting to rumor. I believe Tony, it. I believe yeah. it. So you know what it is, Tony Don? Ben McAdoo is about to find out the hard way what Joe Brady had to find out the hard way. What Matt Rule says goes. And I could very easily foresee a scenario where Ben McAdoo comes in and let's say he looks at the draft and he looks at someone like Matt Corral or Kenny Pickett, or Malik Willis, and says, hey, these two dudes, or whoever, has the making of a franchise quarterback. Well, you know what? I don't know if Matt Rule is going to be willing to risk his future 
on a rookie quarterback. And I really do think that Matt Rule is going to be the person who gets in the way of anyone with a shred of common sense on this Carolina Panthers football team. As long as Matt Rule has the final say-so, I have no reason to believe that anyone is going to be able to get through to this guy, lest he be so hard-headed that he's going to end up getting his own self fired. So you know what? Even though his eyes and ears might be better for the Panthers, and I'm hopeful that they will be, I just I cannot say that he's going to be able to uh, usurp Matt Rule's lack of evaluation. I'm, so I'm starting to think, no. Cody. I'm starting to think this is that uh, while we have been so critical of Matt Rule and the firing and all this, and like, why hasn't it happened? Why hasn't it happened? I think, and what we continue to ask is Tepper. What? Where? Where's Tepper at? I think yeah. he knows he's firing him. I think he's no like I think next year I think now I hate to say this actually I don't hate to say this you should be happy if you don't like Matt Rule I truly believe that like he can't be the coach in the future like and yeah. like whatever the the expectation whatever it would take to save him I don't think he's going to be like I don't think it's an impossible test Herculean at this point so I'm starting to wonder Cody is this next year just to the point like who like would they even let him pick the guy? Like, imagine this. Imagine, like, I don't even think they're going to let them make a bold move. Hmm. I yeah. think next year, I think it's already like, you know what? We already, we knew this is fucked up. Sorry, you're going to go out and coach us to 1-15 next year. You ain't getting none. You're getting a left tackle. You're getting a guard. You're getting a lead. That's what you're getting. That's where I think. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah, which is all the crazier why uh, David Tepper wouldn't just rip that Band-Aid off now. As opposed to just well, no, you know what you don't want to you don't want to put the stink on the next guy. Let Matt Rule yeah. carry the whole stinky trash to the. You know what? Then you make him yeah. walk. Oh, you're making him walk the trash bag to the street. Sad that the Panthers won't be relevant until at least 2024. Moving on, if the Panthers ever are going to be relevant, as previously stated, we need a franchise quarterback. How about Russell Wilson, Tony Dunn? The Bleacher Report Twitter account put forth this trade idea, uh, and I felt like it would be an interesting topic for us to debate. Panthers trading for Russell Wilson. We give away our 2022 first-round pick, our 2022 third-round pick, next year's first-round pick, and we get to offload Scam Darnold. Tony Dunn, does this seem fair to you? Yes. Absolutely. Will I, would I do it? I don't know. You know, I just don't know. First of all, it's like I don't like Russell Wilson, and I do like him. He went to NC State, which is kind of a, it's a school just uh, west of us, Cody. They're a little bit bigger than the Carolina Panthers. the Carolina Panthers. Then the <laughs> ECU Pirates. They where they've been. been. You know what I'm saying? It's like uh, they're ACC school. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like they're kind of – we're the – Stepped. We're the. In some ways, you you know how we get upset when uh, New Orleans fans and Atlanta fans act like they don't know who the Panthers are. Yeah. Right. They like we hate them, and they're like, oh well, we barely even think about you. Um, ECU is kind of like that to NC State. You know, we get irritated that they're a big rival to us, and that they don't see us the same way. 
So I already didn't like this cat from the beginning when he was at <laughs> NC State. Um, and then he goes to Seattle and fucking kills the Panthers a lot of times. He's like, the same thing happened to me with Mike Vick. The only reason I didn't like Mike Vick is because he went was at a college team that killed my college team, then went to his pro team that killed my pro team. Like, double dick move. It's a double dick move. And that is what Russell Wilson did to me. Right? So I don't like him. And he throws these prayers up, or at least he used to, and pray to Jesus, and they would just get caught. And now he is, like, he's just good-looking, good-talking, dating. See, I don't like him. But I would love him if he was my quarterback, probably. Oh, you know what? Man. It's too hard to find a quarterback. It's so hard to find a quarterback, right? It's so hard. Look, Trevor Lawrence, most beautiful, wonderful prospect in the world. And right now, we don't know. We don't know. But guess what? We know Russell Wilson can do it. Like, you got a known commodity, and I think he has time. I would say yes. I would be a, I think this is a fair offer. I don't know if I want to do it though. Probably would. Let's not forget this is Mr. Unlimited. Oh, God, it's so awful. It's so bad. It oh, is such a God. Cool Imagine trying to cheer for we love Cam for so long. Like <laughs> yeah. he's my dude. Like I'm like, this is my dude. I rock with this dude at the party. Now I gotta rock with this guy. Mr. Unlimited. Listen, I've always said the biggest uh, obstacle to bringing Russell Wilson to Charlotte is his wife, Sierra. I do not think she wants to live here in Charlotte. But let me just say that, uh, and one, to add to your little backstory there, how about this? The NC State Wolfpack, uh, they chose Mike Glennon. Yeah. Over Russell Wilson. I remember it. Which is what it had prompted to do with Russell him wanting to Wilson. play baseball and football together. Yeah, and like, that prompted and Russell Wilson to uh to transfer to what Wisconsin to the University yeah. of Wisconsin. Then he went ball ball. That's probably the best out. thing that ever happened to him, to be honest. And listen, the the simple fact of the matter is, is I'm just gonna say yes, man. Uh, and, and you kind of alluded to some of those points, but I'll even go as far as look at DJ Moore. Imagine what a DJ Moore and a Christian McCaffrey could do with not only the arm and the football knowledge that Russell Wilson has, but also his maneuverability, man. Russell Wilson is known for playing behind subpar offensive lines, and he makes it work. Now, when you add on top of the fact the Panthers may have a better offensive line next year when you consider Brady Christensen and maybe Deontay Brown, that might not be such a bad idea. A first-round pick this year and next year, that goes fast, man. So what might seem like a lot right now, it certainly isn't going to be that much in our future. And he has that connection with Scott Fitterer coming from that Seattle organization. Uh, Fitterer had parts in drafting him. So it really does seem like he would be someone that really fits what the Carolina Panthers want at this point in time. So, yeah, not too much to disagree on here, man. Yeah, he might not one be other the thing most. too. Yeah. Uh, um, one other thing, uh, Your Honor, let me um, cross-examine or whatever they say, is there's a couple – well, first, there's the Fitterer connection, right? Is that Fitterer seen 
very close what you know he's very familiar and comfortable with who russell wilson is so he's a known commodity to him since he came from seattle right but uh think about this is is it really much different than matt stafford trade like i mean like age future you know like what you're gonna get out of we wanted to get matt stafford last year and what is he probably 31 what is russell wilson 33 uh yeah, yeah, is that 30, 32, 33? Is that around my? I'm, I'm just yeah. I'm like I wonder is this is like if you could have said this last year, you have the choice to get Matt Stafford or Russell Wilson. Prior to this year, what would you have said? I think we would have all just said Russell Wilson. Yeah, like I mean, if like you have those two options, so if we were really seriously interested in Matt Stafford last year. I would say this is that Russell Wilson's an upgrade over that interest. Yes, in I, I, I would definitely, definitely agree with that. Uh, Tony, our, our next one is a late edition. I'm going to let you go ahead and set this one up. Explain to me your reasoning behind this awkward ass picture you have put in front of our faces. Um, so this, uh, re- this past weekend when we had this great weekend of football, like fantastic weekend of football. Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen going toe-to-toe, Tom Brady trying to make this comeback, Um, Aaron Rodgers, the villain, getting upset, Jimmy Garoppolo, who for some reason Carolina Panther fans think is cool. The only cool thing about Jimmy Garoppolo, by the way, is that he was with that. He he had a date with this, like, hot-ass porn star, right, as soon as he signed his contract. He got the big payday, and all of a sudden, he's eating dinner with porn stars. I was like, all right, I fucks with you, Jimmy G, on that. <laughs> but that's the only cool thing about Jimmy G, right? So even Jimmy G is cooler than this. So all of a sudden, this these guys, Kyle Allen, former Carolina Panther quarterback and current Carolina Panther quarterback, Sam Darnold posted on uh, IG that they watched the game together. They hung out and watched this weekend of awesome quarterbacks. Awesome quarterback play. And they had a great time with their ladies together. How does this picture make you feel, Cody? Because it made me feel some kind of way. I mean, it makes me feel like, uh, you know, birds of a feather flock together. What can I say, you know? (laughs) Uh, I I mean, listen, uh, these guys, um, you know, they've been with um, uh, Jordan Palmer. He's the quarterback guru that helps all these guys prepare for the draft. Um, you know, he's worked with Trevor Lawrence, Justin Fields, all these guys. But these guys are also good friends with Josh Allen, and uh, they're all very close friends. They've been knowing each other for a long time. But how come the Carolina Panthers, out of all the good quarterback prospects, that Palmer has, you know, had influence over. How did the Panthers get stuck with both of the worst of them? It baffles me, Tony Dunn. I don't know. It's like, we know who Sam Darnold is. We knew who Kyle Allen was. And it's like, yeah, they were thrown to the wolves behind some bad offensive lines. But man, oh man, they also have some terrible inaccuracies and deficiencies in their game, man. So... You asked me how it makes me feel. I just feel disgusted. I feel a little nauseated, and uh, I might need some Pepto-Bismol, dude. 
I wouldn't hang out with these dudes. No. Or their girls, even. Dweebs. They're fucking dweebs. Like, if I... And the, the only thing that makes them cooler than me, not even cooler, is I got money. A girl ain't got nobody. Nobody. Zero body. B-O-D-Y. Nothing. Not a lot. Not ugly people. I ain't trying to be mean about their looks. But look at this. If these mugs were hanging out at the end of the bar, I just wouldn't gravitate to them. That's it. Dweeb. Yeah. Dweebs, look, and Kyle Allen, good guy. How about this? Who's the coolest person in this picture? It probably is Sam Darnold. Mm, it's probably the girl all the way in front, but then uh, that, that that's no, yeah, but no, her boyfriend is Kyle Allen, and look at him. Nah, so you know what? She's on the bottom. Yeah, it's not. It's not Sam uh, Darnold might be the coolest dude on this, and he's a big ass dweeb. It's not. How about this? I ain't going to war with these guys. This makes me feel like this. I'm moving farther down the bar. Don't want to hang out with these cats. I hope they buy around for everybody. Next topic. And I object, Tony Dunn. There is no oh. one cool in this photo. It's a trick question. <laughs> Moving on. Moving on. Uh, this is um, something that um, we've been discussing a long time mm-hmm. about Deontay Brown and his weight issues. Uh, this is um, you know, a few weeks old, but Deontay Brown came out and he discussed some of his weight issues. Um, you know, he says uh, he's down from 164 to 335 pounds. He's quoted as saying, I feel more powerful, more explosive. So I've had no complaints. Um, there are no disadvantages. The only thing that it's done is it's helped me. I feel like I can sustain blocks better. I'm able to perform athletic moves better and for longer periods of time. That was the biggest thing coming in, and it was uh, sustaining what I can do throughout the whole game and not just in spurts. So the question is, was Matt Rule right? Did Deontay Brown need to sit a little while to shed a few pounds? I'll let you go first. Yeah, he was right, but he always – he was right, and he said too much, talked too much. The problem with Rule – you know, I don't need him to hide things. Is like, it's unnecessary statements. Is that clearly the uh, problem with Deontay Brown was him playing full the full game, right? Like every snap. This idea that you're gonna play every snap. So he's he is right about that. Um, like this long in game shape for the whole season. But the problem is, is this is or where he was. He's right on that. But he forgot to tell you guys, too, that we had like 9000 injuries on this team. <laughs> and this is a perfect time for this guy to get some reps. So, yeah, like is like uh, to go into the season thinking that this guy's going to be a lot of the, the full starter from the beginning. No, bad idea. Not ready to do that. But what's wrong with him? getting some spurts in there when there are injuries, when there are, how about this? Not even injuries. The guys ahead of them just sucking, 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 sucking. And there is a quote in this very same story. We don't have it clipped for this, but Deontay Brown comes out and says, one of the big things about this season is I had to learn how to believe in myself. Right. Like he was like, I I like he or not. And and I'm paraphrasing, but he said like that. I belong. 
And that, and he said, I came to this realization that I belong here. Now, for yep. me, this was an important, or at least maybe I hung on to this more than these quotes that are up here about him getting more explosive than this and that. I felt like that was very revealing, particularly when Matt Rule was so critical of him, but so protective over other players. It's very interesting who Matt Rule has called out and who he has protected through the process. So Deontay Brown was not someone that he was overly protective in his description of him coming along. He wasn't. He wasn't like, oh, man, this guy's making so much progress, this and that. He did not say that. He was like, look, it's like there's a reason he ain't starting. And I felt like it was him throwing shade a little bit. Maybe not shade. I don't know what the right word is, but it was not encouraging. It was discouraging. So to hear Deontay Brown say, look, I learned to believe that I belong here. And then you see him, Matt Rule, being like, oh, uh, I felt like I need to protect Sam Darnold and his feelings. Matt Rule was right. He just forgot about half of the other shit to talk about. Tony Don, listen, I am not here to tell you that it's a bad thing that my man went from 264 to 335 pounds. I mean, I'm sure just for his overall health, it's better for him. But listen, Tony, there are guys that are just, believe it or not, naturally super freaky athletic big guys. I have seen a video of Deontay Brown dunking the basketball, and this is before the Dunkey? weight loss. Yes, I can show it to you. We're going to attach it. We're going to drop somebody Somebody watching this video. Put it in the comment section for everybody. Oh, we'll play it on one of our streams. But Deontay Brown's a big man. He is a freakishly athletic big man. And it doesn't matter to me too much that he was 360-something pounds. I think he could still play the right guard position. And he damn sure would have helped us run the ball more. And if anything, you're helping him get in shape by continuously playing NFL football. Rookie seasons are tough in the NFL. You're going to go through rough patches when veterans are going to beat up on you while you're learning on the job. That's to be expected. But no, I really do think Deontay Brown could have been a sustainable player on the offensive line this year, regardless of his weight. And that's partly because I saw him do it at Alabama. Now, granted, that was in college, but Alabama is an offensive line. Ten factory. games, too. Ten factory. games, too, sir. And he Jackson, was able your to, honor, ten games. He ten was games. able to bowl people over, and he was never an issue on that Alabama offensive line. Matt Rule, to this day, has yet to be right on one major decision that he has ever made. So, no. Matt Rule was not right on Deontay Brown. You know when uh, uh, the opposing attorney objects, when you said Matt Rule has not been right on anything, I wanted to be like, sustain. <laughs> True. Sustain. And I'm not objecting. I agree with that part. Next. Let's go to the next topic. For sure. So this came up on our Tuesday night show, and it sparked a fun little fun little debate, a fun little controversy about if Tom Brady were to oh, go to another team one. in his final season, where would he go? And I'm going to go first on this one, Tony, go. because go. I believe the answer is clear. It's the San Francisco 49ers. 
I'm Tom Brady grew up a fan of the San Francisco 49ers. And by the way, what is the narrative surrounding the San Francisco football team right now? That Jimmy G is the worst quarterback of all the four quarterbacks that are still alive in the playoffs. They have a damn good defense with Teron Armstead and Joey Bosa and Warner at linebacker. They have a ton of talent. They have an incredible offensive line. And Shanahan is Kyle Shanahan is one of the best offensive minds in the NFL. Then you factor in George Kittle is also there. Tom Brady loves throwing the big, strong tight ends. Debo Samuel, Brandon Ayuk, Tony, that is a match made in heaven. And even the quarterback that they drafted young doesn't prevent them from doing this because Trey Lance can learn for another year behind the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. Tony Dunn, the answer is simple. San Francisco 49ers. Ladies and gentlemen of the jury, my uh, the prosecutor crossed the aisle for me, Cody Lashney. He's tried to tempt you with the idea that San Francisco is built for success at this point. They have this coaching staff that is superior. And you know what? I, I will even grant my opponent this idea that Kyle Shanahan may be the best offensive coach in the NFL. But ladies and gentlemen of the jury, please do not be swayed by these little shiny objects that are misconstruing you. Tom Brady does not want to go to a team where the other guy, where someone else is smarter than him about the offense. Tom Brady does not want to go to a team where he will just hand the ball off 90% of the time. Tom Brady wants to go to a team where he owns the offense. And the Tennessee Titans are a perfect place for this. They have a coach with a relationship that dates back to the New England Patriots in Vrabel. Vrabel wants to own the defense. He will give fully the offense to Tom Brady. Derrick Henry, a fucking bludgeon of a sledgehammer. Who is the uh, Julio Jones, but the real one, Brown? What's his, what's his name? No, what's his name? Help me out. AJ Brown. AJ, AJ Brown. Brown. Yep. Bam. Weapons. He does not want Kyle Shanahan to have the glory. He wants the glory. And the final piece of this puzzle, ladies and gentlemen of the jury, it's a division where he's going to win it. He has spent the last decade in a division where he has had subpar comp competition and he's guaranteed to make the playoffs guaranteed to have this. He goes to Tennessee. Who the hell's challenging him? The Jags, the Texans. Shit. My man's on his way to a bye on his way to a super bowl. And he's going to have the main microphone and there ain't going to be no conversation who's the greatest quarterback in that team's history because if it was at san francisco people would still say montana 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 
Tom Brady to the Tennessee Titans. I rest my case. Tony, what can I say? You're allowed to be wrong. Tom Brady's going to his favorite team, and we know it. But listen, we've kind of done something similar to this before, but I feel like we need to get a little more specific because it's playoff time. People have friends over, or you go to a bar, and you got the munchies, man. You've been drinking on some Coronas. Maybe you've been drinking on some Heinekens, whatever your beer of choice is. But, dude, you're going to get the munchies. Everybody does it when watching playoff football. So my question is, what's the best playoff food? If you have a bunch of people around, what's the food that you're going to get that you know everyone's going to be happy with? It's a good taco dip. That's a what taco I would say. Dip. A it's taco an unexpected dip. answer. Um, and the reason being is like, look, we can go chicken wings, which everybody loves, overpriced right now. By the way, inflation really hitting the chicken market. Poor, thank God, Buff Buffalo Bills fans are so thankful. They don't, they save more money in buying, ch- not having to buy chicken wings next weekend. And they would have spent, they would, I'm sure they would have loved to spend all that money. Sure. Uh, no, what, what I think, uh, I'm gonna give you like even a taco, it's almost like a dip family. Is I'm gonna say taco dip, but I would like also put in there a good queso dip or a sausage, like a sausage queso dip. It's a grazing food. And here's the thing: is yes, chicken wings, fantastic, right? Something heavy. You could be like sliders. You can do like a bunch of this. But when you're watching a football game, you want to graze. You want to come over there, get a little bit, have a couple of bites. Delicious, wonderful. Watch the game for a little while. Come back. You don't want to be with a plate in your lap, the you know napkins. Like everybody else is cheering, and you're like trying to put this big sandwich in your face. This and that. It's a grazing food. Wonderful taco dip. Tony, they may be very expensive, and I know your money is tied for people right now. But damn it, I want my taste buds to be satiated, man. And I want some good lemon pepper chicken wings, man. Come <laughs> on now. And, and look, I'm a basic bitch, man. I'm dipping them in blue cheese. I'm dipping them in oh, ranch. I like. I I'm a get, blue cheese guy. I'm a blue I cheese guy. I love it. I love blue cheese and ranch, man. Yeah. But dude, I like them a little bit crispy too. Leave them in the oven a little extra long. Oh yeah. man, that is a good day. Some chicken and beer. Not only is that a damn good album by Ludacris, but that is the penultimate playoff food, Tony Dunn. Any and every time, I'm going for the chicken wings. You already know what it is. Uh, Thank you, folks, for uh, supporting the C3 Panthers podcast and another episode of Debate My Take. Um, We ask for your support by sharing the show, writing a review, thumbs up. Uh, but there are other ways to donate and support the show monetarily. You can check our um, the show notes. You can see it on the screen. If you want to support uh, fan-created content, we appreciate it. I appreciate Cody's takes today and your uh, another um, weekly, I would say, you know what, is I respect my rivals. I don't underestimate them. I respect them, but that doesn't mean that I'm afraid of them. 
You don't have to be afraid, Tony. You just have to bow down after you lose every Wednesday, Thursday on Debate My Take. Look, that is it for another edition of Debate My Take. We will do this again next week, Panther family. Until then, keep pounding. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. Prescription products require completion of an online medication consultation with an independent healthcare provider through the LifeMD platform and are only available if prescribed. Subscription required. Individual results may vary. Additional restrictions apply at LifeMD.com. Read all warnings before using GLP-1s. Side effects may include a risk of thyroid C-cell tumors. Do not use GLP-1s if you or your family have a history of thyroid cancer. If you've struggled for years to lose weight and have given up hope, did you know you can now access GLP-1 prescription medications through LifeMD? LifeMD is now offering eligible patients online access to GLP-1s, the breakthrough prescription medication that can help you lose body fat and weight. Listen to what people are saying. You just take your shot. It doesn't feel like you're on a diet. What I wasn't expecting it to do was to shut off the food noise. This was life-altering, and if I can do it, I feel like anybody can do it. And here's the best part. Your insurance may cover 100% of the cost of your medication. So go to TryLifeMD.com to have your eligibility checked right now. Get started today at TryLifeMD.com. That's T-R-Y-L-I-F-E-M-D.com.